0: in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Now, it is 12.06 and you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website petro.com right in the top left-hand corner. I want to say good afternoon to everybody tuning in. This is the noon report for real news. Right on, well, you can listen at the website, petro.com, but good afternoon to everybody watching our live stream on Facebook. You just need to find the show page. But again, I want to show you, you can listen anywhere. You go to the website, petrocom See that listen live? It's up, When you're looking at the page, it's right on the left-hand side. Now, to the right, you have the different, if you click on those, to the right of the logo, where it says John DePietro Show, you see there's the Facebook link, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Now, a little bit farther down on the page, you get the TikTok. But folks, you can see all unique original stories. Last night, we, we were at the, um, it was round one, the first to be Providence Journal and the public radio, and URI very, I haven't been in a crowd like that in a while. It was pretty earthy, crunchy, pretty, very left. It was like a union convention, all there for magazine. But you see all the stories, including, you know, we're in a, this is unprecedented, where a campaign worker for the McKee campaign is on the airwaves, acting as a radio surrogate. Uh, it, it's it's up to, this is this is not a matter of, well, you know, If Ashley Kalis wants equal time, blah, 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 she's, no, this is uh, Governor McKee. The question is, should he be reporting this as a gift in kind, where you have someone who's acting as uh, a radio surrogate who's part of your campaign staff? So anyway, you can read that. Obviously, we have the stories, Governor McKee and his campaign tremendously under fire. Plus, we have the Cranston police release, the info on the armed suspects, one of them, the ferry fighters, and a lot more. We have the links some people, for whatever reason, they're not on Facebook, even though it's free. <coughs> um, and um, and so we have links to the video for those that are not. It all starts by going to depetro.com. And folks, while you're there, we also, just at the top, they call it the dashboard. You'll see home, you'll have you know information about me. The radio show, if you ever miss anything, it's all right there, alphabetical, uh, library fashion, so to speak. Um, you have the shop where we have different merchandise. You can purchase, and also if you'd like to advertise on the program as it continues to get even bigger and bigger and expand. And then if you want to contact me, many people send email that way. And then if you want to support the show, look at that yellow button. It's not there for decoration. So it's uh, it's there if you want to support the show, folks. It's a happening. He tells it like it is, and it's right there at dipetro.com. This portion of the program, and we're in a very significant, it's Tuesday, it is October eighteenth. I hope you enjoyed Donna Perry last hour. I always enjoy her perspective on you know on national stories it's It's a shame there was a time she used to be featured on the Lively experiment, but the lively experiment has really gone so far left and I like Hummel I've known Hummel i've been friends with Jimbo for over twenty years. I consider him a friend. The show is the show Rhode Island Public television. I think at one time they used to have. Some element of, you know, debate and opinion. I, I find now it's it's just so far left leaning. Um, but anyhow, uh, I always enjoy talking with, uh, with DJ, with Donna Perry. Folks, this portion of the program, by the way, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, you know, it's delightful outside on this Tuesday. What a nice weekend that was. A little bit of rain yesterday. But at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, the homegrown mums and kale are outstanding. Sizes ranging 4-inch, 6-inch, 9-inch, 12-inch, ornamental peppers, everything you need for all your fall decorating is more. And I'm seeing more and more people decorating their homes, decorating the business, really embracing the fall season. Pumpkin straw, stalks, gourds, sugar pumpkins, local honey. This is, hey, because of the rain, cooler temperatures, the best time. Plant trees and shrubs plus William was telling me he stopped in and picked up some of those deer-resistant green giant placata abervites. Beautiful choice. Give you a little more privacy instead of putting up a fence between you, know, you and your neighbor. Build that wall. I think not. Plant that abrovites, More like it. Malt, screen, loom, crushed stone. Always available. Pickup and delivery. And gift certificates are available. They're open seven days a week. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. Well, folks, good afternoon right now at uh, 1211. Again, as I said, visit the website, dpetro.com and dipetro.com, which is by the Coisset Inn. Stop in and see them. D- delicious lunch, dinner, drinks on the lounge, 226 Coisset Avenue in West Wark. So tonight, let me just touch on this. Uh, tonight is, in fact, the channel. T- now, this is an interesting dynamic. I went last night. I, I got to admit, it's one of those things... You know, I kind of walked out of there, and like, is there any way I could get that hour of my life back? Yeah, it was it was okay. Uh, Nothing against the moderators. The moderators are the moderators. It's Rhode Island Public Radio. Greg Garrett was back on the big screen from the Green Party. Um, It was definitely a little left leaning. Some things came out of it last night that I don't think the local media is picking up on. But tonight is in fact CD2, congressional. this is the Langevin congressional seat, between Cranston Mayor Alan Fung and General Treasurer Seth Magaziner. Now, why there's a, a little bit of a different dynamic with this is for those, some people, if you have Fios, <coughs> excuse me, folks, people will know, if you have Fios right now, you're not getting Channel 12. There were people that couldn't um, I, and from what I understand, you, you couldn't watch the Patriots game on Channel 12. But Paramount Plus, I was told, was uh, streaming the game. But this proposes a little, now this is Advantage Fung, Fung is in the lead. Whenever you have someone in the lead, the less that people see or pay attention to race, it, it benefits the leader. Because that's less you know room and way for the challenger to try to gain ground. So tonight, what they're going to do is they're going to run the debate also on the CW, which is, it, it, it's Channel 9 for those that have Cox. And I guess if you have Fios, then then you can get the CW. But there's still confusion. Something that we learned was the last, the... um The primary debate, the last two gubernatorial primary debates, both the one on Channel 10 at Johnson & Wales with Gene Velocenti, and then the one on Channel 12, it definitely benefited Helena, folks. People are tuning in. So, now, I I don't have Fios. I watch television through YouTube TV, so it doesn't impact me in any way. And by the way, I'm going to do a Facebook Live beforehand. Uh, I'm not going to go to the PAC. I I did go last Thursday night. I'm not gonna live stream tonight. I'm gonna we're gonna do a pre pre pre-debate on Facebook Live and then I'm gonna watch it and then we'll react in real time. I do like to see what the people are seeing and what the viewers are watching. But I'll say last night something pretty dramatic came out. Now I believe this is me, I'm gonna you know, I I think Mayor Fung um, he did okay. Seth Magaziner is completely entitled. But as I have told you, Seth Magaziner, the guy, you know, he's a good debater. He's a good debater. He just is. He's very disciplined. I don't agree in any way. He lies. He lies on stage. Mayor Fung needs to hammer home and explain, I think, some more of the lies. So Seth Magaziner is, he doesn't attempt. He's an extreme, what they call hyperpartisan. partisan He doesn't like Republicans. He doesn't know any Republicans. He's never worked with any Republicans. He thinks they're evil. What were some of the things missing last night? Jeffrey Epstein didn't come up last night. Now, I know, some people are going to say that's in the mud, because Magazine's father was paling around with Jeffrey Epstein, riding on the jet, and so forth. That did not come up. I believe, folks, right now there's a red wave coming. You know, As we talked about with Donna Perry, the Democrat Party now feels they peak too soon. They peak too soon um, across the country. I, hear me out if you pick up anything, and I want you to understand these things. And even if you're a Fung supporter, it's important to know why it would make sense to vote for Fung. And and I'm not being critical of Mayor Fung, who I like. I saw him last night and he handled himself the way you know that he's comfortable handling himself. But let's talk about Seth Magazine and the General Treasurer for a moment. I mean, the guy, you know, he went after Mayor Funk saying he changed his mind on something. Seth Magazina was running for governor. Just, with, you know, one year ago, Seth Magazina was running for governor. And then he pivoted into this congressional race. So this business changing mind, not only that, I, I'm still not convinced he lives in the district. He's from Providence, he lives in Providence. Seth Magazina is an extremist, he wants to scare the elderly on social security. Is there anyone in their right mind that really thinks? That in the United States of America right now, after all this COVID money that has gone out, with all the generous, you know, look at this, the amount of money they're just giving out, rent relief, EBT cards, right? All the pandemic money that's been going flying out. Is there anyone that actually believes right now that in any way they're gonna try to quote take away your social security? That is that is an outright lie. It's all designed to frighten people. If anything, there's never been more money floating around. That, that is a ludicrous proposal. However, Mayor funk has got to flatten that out. Seth Magaziner is a liar, he is. He also, you want to talk about extremes? You know what's extreme? A Democrat party of Tierra Mac and AOC and a party that supports defunding the police, Sabina Matos. Supports defunding the police, Lieutenant Governor. Tierra Mac, who's a supporter of Magazina, supports. That is an extreme party, not President Trump and all this foolishness. You want to talk about extremes? The Democrat Party of defunding the police, allowing rioting and an open borders leading to chaos. That is extreme. I think, I mean, and let's just be very clear, folks. Hear me out. And this is important at 1217, listen, take Rhode Island CD2 out of the mix for a moment. The Democrats are going to lose power in Washington. This is really simple. Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans are going to be in control. So this is a matter, Rhode Island has a choice in the congressional race. Either we have someone with the party in power or we don't. Seth Magaziner, he acts. Like, vote for me or they're going to, they're taking power anyway. Magaziner would be the JV team. He would be Cicilline's JV teammate. Back of the bench, freshman congressman, the party not in power. No power. He's not stopping anything. He's not fighting anything. He's not saying or doing anything. So Rhode Island has a choice. Does this? How is it working out? of having Democrat Sheldon Whitehouse, Democrat Jack Reed, Democrat Cicilline, and Democrat Langevin. Rhode Island has a choice. And I think most people that are reasonable say, boy, it'd be nice to have some representation with the Republican Party. Someone in the room as the Republicans, and they're taking over Congress. They absolutely, this, even if Seth Magazino wins, they take over Congress. It's happening. They only need to take five seats. They may take 25 seats. So the choice is really, do you want to see someone in the room or magazine or on the JV team? He would be Cicilline's JV teammate. Back of the bench, freshman, no committees, no power, nowhere. He's not fighting anything. He's not stopping anything. He's just trying to, He is an opportunist. And he feels entitled. So, but you want to talk about extreme you want to talk about extreme party? Let's talk about the party of the twerking senator. That is the party of Seth Magazina. Seth Magazina marched at a defund the police, abolish the police rally. That's who he is. That's who his blanking party is. So the guy reeks of entitlement. And he can be smooth and blah, blah, blah. And But he last night. He last night, I hope the Channel 12 guys, Ted Nisi and Tim White, I hope they ask him about this. Because last night on that stage, Seth Magaziner was Ralph Northam, who is the governor, the governor of Virginia. Magaziner was asked the question, and here is his answer. On abortion. I think it should be the woman's choice. Okay. Mr. Class, please. Mr. Fung, you that statement. pathetic Mr. group. That please limit your answer to one minute. Should there be any restrictions on abortion? I think it should be the woman's choice. Okay. Mr. And please. then he smirks. Now, he said exactly what he was trained and told to say but as other people are pointing out what he is basically saying and folks I want this is not the type of topic I don't like to talk about but I, I, I and I'm not going to go too long on it because I do want to talk about the McKee race but let's just be very clear and I want to give credit to Andrew Morse when you talk about no restrictions, and I'm going to read right off Andrew Morse put, that means no restrictions. That means even post-viability. That means moment of birth. That means, and I don't even like talking about it because it's so frightening. But what Seth Magaziner stands for, that, that's, and, and when you talk, people talk about extremes, that's an extreme view. I don't like talking about it. But people need to know. And I think he needs to be, now he'll try to wiggle out of it. He doesn't want to, he wants to just keep saying, it's their choice, it's their choice. And people are going to try to defend him. But what he's ultimately saying is, and I again, preemptive warning. Remember that Governor of Virginia, North, um, Ralph Northam. We, they're talking, that, that is infanticide. That is, I, I don't like discussing it. It's disturbing. It's horrible to even think about. But Seth Magaziner said he supports that. Now, I, I don't think that's so far extreme where the rest of the world is. I've said before, I've talked to doctors that feel there's something wrong with something like that. Seth Magaziner supports, and I, I but I mean, on the way to women and infants, ready, in, ready to go in delivery, and instead saying we've changed our, I mean, that, that, that is extreme, that needs to be exposed, that needs to be discussed. I don't know if it's gonna be fleshed out tonight on the debate stage, I hope it is. But I believe most Rhode Islanders who he's appealing to with that, that is the progressive extreme hardcore, that's the Mayor Alorza, Tierra Mac, the AOC. The Kamala hat that that's the extreme where they actually believe, and I don't like talking about it, because I think there's something wrong with people like that. They, Seth Magaziner is talking about post-birth. Post-birth. I don't know. Is Tim White and Ted Nisi gonna pin him down on that? I don't know. But boy, that is. That, 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 there is a world of difference in that answer. And I believe most civilized nation, most people that you talk to do not support that. They just don't support that. That, that, is, that is a bridge too far. The question is if the funk campaign is going to let them get away with it. Now, folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show brought to you by Matthews Energy Company. Now, I want to remind you, this is not solar panels, by the way. I was communicating with uh, Jim yesterday. This is for electricity. It's not solar. It's not selling solar. Matthews Energy Company, they can help you save money on electric gas, electricity. And if you mention this program, you start off with a $50 credit. Here's what I am requesting on this Tuesday. Call Matthews Energy Company right now. At 401-942-7500. If someone watching on Facebook Live would be so kind to type that phone number into the comments. 401-942-7500. At least tell them you want to find out more. Matthews Energy Company. They will help you save money, electricity, and natural gas. But they can't unless you call and say, I'd like to learn more. And you start with a $50 credit. Matthews Energy Company, 401-942-7500. Let's talk about the race for governor. Folks, this portion of the John DiPietro Show, again, go to the website, dipietro.com. And uh, it's also brought to you by Jamie's Power Wash. Hey, there's still, you want to get your roof, your deck, let's get rid of that bacteria The dreaded green stuff. You don't want that hanging on your property. It'll damage it all winter. It may lay dormant, but it's still going to be a problem. Call him 401-837-4545. And remember, it's not just that. They also can do, they do the power washing, deck staining, but they also do interior painting, construction, and handyman services. But you need to call Jamie. I've shared his page on Facebook. He's terrific. 401-837-4545. This is a pivotal week in the race for governor. Because what the McKee people are doing right now, right now at 826, now hear me out. Oh, excuse me, 1226, 1226. What the McKee people are doing is they want to take the ear out of the ball. They want to slow down the game. Last week was not a good week for the McKee campaign. It started with he had been in the hospital, right? He had an emergency procedure in the hospital. He had to cancel The Columbus Day Parade up on Federal Hill, of which they sent the lieutenant governor, who would not call it the Columbus Day Parade. She kept saying, Thank you for inviting me to celebrate Italian heritage. And people were booing her and saying, Call it Columbus Day. She's like, I don't want to use the word Columbus because that's offensive to progressives. It's offensive to. The uh, members, you know, the Native Americans. She also, which no one's talking about, she refused to take a picture with the police officer. But so that was Sunday. Monday, Governor McKee had to cancel out on the Autumn Fest, right? In Woonsocket. So Tuesday was the Channel Twelve debate. And he looked like hell. Everyone's talking about his suit was like hanging off him. He was angry, he was bitter. Ashley Kalis scored some points on electricity stuff. Thursday night, Governor McKee was upset about the ticket distribution at the second debate at Rhode Island College. Again, he went storming off the stage, and then the test scores blew up. Then Channel 12 broke the story that Governor McKee lied on the Channel 12 debate stage about the test scores. If you're not sure, I have it on the website, topetro.com. So from what I understand... In the campaign, they said, let's call a timeout. Call a timeout. Number one, limit your exposure out there. We had a bad week. Ashley Kalis, the Republican, has actually cut the race to single digits. She's not ahead. She's not within the margin of error. But she's now within 10 points. She's, She's one scandal, two scandals away of cutting into lead more in making this almost a toss up. So the McKee people are in panic. So what are they doing? Put him in the bunker. Limit the, he did one appearance this morning, 830 in the morning. First thing they did, Lieutenant Governor Matos, cancel out the debate. She was supposed to do a radio debate tomorrow. Nope, tell them she has COVID. We're gonna, they call it, they take the ear out of the ball. If you're a college basketball player you remember North Carolina, what would Dean Smith do? Go into the four corners. Let's slow down the game. Whether it's a basketball game, football game, let's stop the momentum. Call a timeout. Especially in basketball. The other team gets, rattles off, you know, six, seven, eight points. Call a timeout. Slow it down. Let's slow down the game. We need to limit him out there, meaning the governor. He's exhausted. He looks like hell. She is, in fact, she is, in fact, She's, she's trying to find the argument. Now, Ashley Kalis did another press conference today, look at the week. She did one today where she's talking about RIPTA, that she'd call out the National Guard. Because these kids from Providence, now, kids from Providence are not um, getting to school, because there's no RIPTA buses to take them to school. Now, I want to just talk about a couple of stories, and I want you to understand. Now, folks, right now it's 1230, and what are the reasons why this is valuable? is you have to understand what's really behind the scenes here, okay? Now, couple things. Number one, now the education thing, that is a McKee unforced error. And this is, no one believes him. No one in the media believes him. He has shot all credibility. The fact he went on the channel 12 debate stage and lied. And said, we don't have the scores. When now we're learning, he actually got them the day before the primary. You know, if that had been released on September 12th, that Monday, Helena, folks, as I mentioned last hour, she lost by 3,000 mail ballots because she won on on primary day. Could she have gotten 3,000 votes off of that? We'll never know. But he wasn't going to take any chances. So they kept the test scores. Then they thought they were going to get really cute. We kept him out of one race. Then the McKee people decided, let's pretend we're not going to release them till after the election. Now, what this is really about, are the test scores important? Not really. We know they're going to be lousy. If he had just released them even after, they could have released them like that week. But he was, he was still licking his wounds from the whole, Eva, hang up on them, right? So, But he could have released them like that Monday. But then he started already kind of getting jostled a little bit, you know, that now he's in a general election campaign with Kalis. So they got extra cute. We're gonna say we don't have to. But what this is about is several things, and it's actually really important. It's not about the test scores, it's about how the person in charge handles bad news and bad information. Folks, you're adults. Parents have a right to know real news, what's really happening. For Governor Mickey, for sitting Governor Number One, to basically tell the Education Department to lie for him—that's strike one. For him to stand on a stage, a debate stage, look right at Channel Twelve and us, by the way, right? We're watching through the camera, <clears throat> and basically, he lied to the people or not? I don't have them. What he's now trying to say is, what I meant was I didn't have them on me. I mean, it's so beyond insulting and preposterous. As if they meant, do you have them right now in your pocket? I mean, he, but here's the problem. McKee, McKee thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, right? Same with Pork Boy. You're talking about two guys, right? That they think they're big time having cups of coffee at Phantom Farms. They think they're the smartest guys in the room. They think they can pull one over on everybody, so McKee now going through this song and dance, and Dan McGowan released the damn test scores. This is ridiculous. But what's more ridiculous is McKee going through this whole thing, treating us like we're all a bunch of idiots. No one believes that. And yesterday, as Ashley Kalis was, you know, trying to hammer that home, suddenly then members of the media that sense that she's gaining ground start saying, what are you going to release it? Like I, I'll, be, I'll be the first one. I don't care about her stupid tax. I don't care about her taxes. I don't care about McKee's taxes. I don't care about that. I care about Matos because I want to see who's paying her. I have a good idea who's paying her. I think she's getting monthly money from someone paying her. I was told that that would be on a tax return. Lieutenant Governor, I want to see. Notice they have her totally locked away in the bunker. You don't see her at all. But Dan McGowan, Boston Globe released the damn test scores. This was a self-inflicted error. What, what is important? And it, it, it's also so important to know the difference that Governor McKee hiding test scores from teachers, students and parents, he's the one that made it political. By delaying the release until after the election, he just made it political. He's trying to say now it's political. He made it political. Listen, these are adults. Voters have a right to the information. When when McKee, Governor McKee, here's the problem with Governor One of the problems with Governor McKee, it's not his money. He spends your money, but he acts like it's his money. They had to pay this vendor to have the standardized tests. Who do you think paid for it? Do you think he paid for it? Do you think Infante Green, the education commissioner paid for it? We paid for it. We're entitled to it. This is such BS about I want to get it right. All the it, it's, it's all total lies, spin, nonsense, self-created, self-inflicted wound. And that's what's, you know you've heard the expression, the cover up's worse than the crime test scores are bad no you know like no kidding he's also a pawn i have heard someone told me the teachers union doesn't want him to release the scores. so now he's really a puppet on a string to them right the teachers union call him he got bob walsh hey governor i want you right now jump and what does mckee say how high it, it is i've heard that that's at play that they don't want that info until after the election. No one said these people follow the rules. No one said that they're ethical. But for a sitting governor, who's right now advertising on Twitter that he needs campaign volunteers, I think that's very telling, three weeks out from an election. But for him to go on the Channel 12 debate, listen, he lied. He can try to fudge it any way he wants. They didn't mean, to, you know. see, this is what it's become, that if you're dealing with him, you have to go through the full checklist and not give him any out. So when he said, I don't have the scores, what he's trying to say is that's what I meant. When I was standing there, I didn't have them. Yeah, they are. the state arrived September 12th, the day before the primary. He meets twice a week with the education commissioner. He That guy, I'll tell you this, I didn't know that much, and my opinion is completely changed. If you work for Dan McKee, and I don't know if he was like this as the mayor of Cumberland, and I don't know if he was like this as lieutenant governor, but it is not a matter of if you're going to get thrown under the bus, it's a matter of when you're going to get thrown under the bus. If you want to work for him, it's part of the job description. And you see the people that leave are the people that don't like getting thrown under the bus. The people that stay need the job or they sign up for it. You know, I was no fan of Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, but her and Tom McCarthy were like, that. we're tired of getting thrown under the bus by this guy. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but he, and I don't say this lightly, but he, at times, he he borders on like, he's pathological. Now he's trying to say, well, the education commissioner never told me she needed help. I mean, it's it's just so preposterous. Channel 12 released, they they found an email where the, the McKee people are telling the Rhode Island Department of Education had to answer the media about why the test scores are delayed. I mean, it's, why are they involved with that? So did that communication person, that Andrea Pelagi, was she doing that, what, on her own? Was she, did she go rogue? McKee didn't know about that? I don't believe that. I don't think there's anything that's happening that he doesn't know about. But he and Tony Silva and York, You know, I heard he was blasting, it was Eva Mancuso that screwed up the whole thing last Thursday at Rhode Island College, about the seating. He was yelling at the Providence Journal, saying that they didn't get enough ticket allowment. But I was there. Last Thursday night at Rhode Island College, Ashley Kalis' crowd outnumbered the McKee people like five to one, and he's blaming the Providence Journal. That's his own internal staff. They're the ones that didn't get the people to come. There's not a lot of enthusiasm for him. He didn't win the primary on Election Day. He won it because of blanking mail ballots. But what I'm going to tell you next, it's, it's really important, and I don't hear anyone talking about it. This Superman building nonsense is such foolishness, but it's not what it's about. That's the thing I want you to understand. It's like it's the new soccer stadium. But folks, hear me out. This portion of the John DePetro Show. And it's brought to you by Propane Plus Heating and Cooling for all your propane needs. If you're listening right now at 1239 on this Tuesday and you use propane, I'm asking you to call Tim Johnson of Propane Plus, the Johnson family, 401-885-4209, or in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Propane Plus Heating and Cooling. They're there, three generations, they're available 24-7, online billing, you receive a free safety inspection, they have a very user-friendly website, it's propaneplus.com, propaneplus, residential or commercial. I'll tell you, uh, and again, I want to credit Channel 12, this super scam building, I mean, this is a joke, that's not what this is about, this is not about, I want to explain This is not about saving the building. This is certainly not about affordable housing. Um, This is preposterous that Governor McKee is trying to talk about. Affordable housing, I mean, uh, the apartments, a studio apartment in the Superman building. They want to charge 2200. Now I can tell you. There are people I know of people in New York City that are paying less for a one bedroom apartment. The one bedroom apartment. Oh, you want a one bedroom in the Superman building? $3000. That's that's a Boston price. That's a Boston rent. Oh, did you say you want a three bedroom apartment in the Superman building? $5,300 a month. Now, folks, let me ask you, how many people in our area do you know that are spending 5300 a month on an apartment, on a three-bedroom apartment? I don't know anyone that's spending that kind of money. But let's go through what is this really about and why are they getting the tax breaks? Well, let's go through how much is this going to be? A $220 million redevelopment of the building negotiated by Governor Dan McKay. Who's really the player? Who's, there's always the man behind the curtain. You know in The Wizard of Oz, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain, right? Who's really the person that's pulling the strings? <clears throat> this building is icon- iconic. Its identity said Michael Sabatoni, president of the Rhode Island Building Construction Trade Council. Well, you know, there's only been a handful of projects like this, such as the Civic Center or the Providence Place. Well, folks, look at, gee, why is labor backing Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee? Do the math. This is a $220 million no-bid contract. Could they build a cheaper, brand-new building? Absolutely. But it wouldn't cost $220 million. Let the developer build. He wouldn't be spending that kind of money. The is laughing at this whole thing. No, the unions, this is another gift that you're paying for. Governor McKee says to Sabatoni, I want your endorsement. Here's a gift, 220000000 million no-bid project. What does that mean? They juice up the price 25 to 30%. They slap a public labor agreement on it. No bidding. We give it to them. So let's go. That's $220 million. Now, the soccer stadium is a $150 million project. Let's do the math here. At least a $150 million. Most expensive minor league soccer stadium. So Governor McKee is saying to Sabatoni, "Would you guys endorse me, I'm going to give you $370 million to rebuild the Superman building. No bid contract. No bid. No bid. In the soccer stadium, which again, they juice it up 25-30%. That's, that's what this is about. That's the only thing that this is about, is give away the store because the Rhode Island Building Construction Trade Councils have an agreement with McKee. They'll do everything in their power to push them over the finish line. Now, let's just do the math here. Governor McKee said $500 million in new school construction. No bid. So there's 500 million Superman building, 220 million. Do the math. You're up to 720 million, and now at in the soccer stadium, 150 million. You're up to 870 million dollars. The Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee is handing over. Do you see cranes in the sky? This is the same governor that walked. A picket line against a private company. You know, if Ashley Kalis, when she's talking about the truck tolls, folks, listen, as I've told you, here's a secret. Listen, no no private company, no private enterprise in their right mind is going to come in and try to do business with the likes of this crowd. There's no way, there's no way, no how. And I think he knows that because of the FBI probe, no one wants to get mixed up on that. You know as I've said in the past and I get that a lot of people don't fully it's a little inside but this is the type of thing you need to know. And and I I get that time is running short but he is writing checks that you're going to have to pay for. He's writing up a very big expense bill and there's also hidden IOUs, stuff we don't know about. He's not going to tell you. Governor McKee is a very and I want to be respectful here. But he's a very slippery individual. I, I did not peg him right. I didn't. I didn't know a lot about him. I, um, I know that, you know, all I kind of knew about him was that he went to Taiwan and was trying to justify that second trip. You know, those mayoral academies, they won't even call it a charter school, that he did when he was the mayor of Cumberland. You know that is the ultimate that was then, and this is now you know this is also really important by the way, right now at twelve forty six Governor McKee he is the only when you listen to him, he is so busy patting himself on the back. He's the only person that I know that thinks the Rhode Island education system is a success, and he points to his mayoral academies. It's absurd he's got the endorsement from Bob Walsh and the teachers' unions. That was then, and this is now. Whatever good he did has been thrown out the window. Come on, let's be honest. I was there. The Providence teachers did not have a new contract. Ramundo, Infante Green, they wanted a transformational contract. And what did McKee do? How can I get your vote? How can I get your vote? Here's what the Providence Teachers Union said. We each want $3,000 bonus. Which Ramundo wouldn't give them. And we want our old contract. McKee said, here you go. Taxpayer money. Here's your bonuses contract. And they didn't even endorse <clears> them <throat> Because they had the um, Randy Weingarten branch for the teachers union. Didn't even endorse them. That's how much for, you know, whatever. I don't know all the infighting there. Probably because of the northern Rhode Island teachers that resent him. Union members resent him because of those mayoral academies. That was then and this is now. You listen to Governor McKee, he thinks he's like turned around the education system. The education system, why do you think they're hiding the test scores? As Dan McGowan, as Dan McGowan points out in his column in today's Boston Globe, which is, you know, Governor McKee thinks he's hiding from us. You know, I I hate to use the word I mean it. I hate to use the word sneak. But how else do you describe someone who, you know, it comes down to him standing on the stage and him saying, I don't have the test scores. And then later says, what I meant was I didn't physically have them on me. But McGowan points out in today's Boston Globe, you know, if students showed substantial improvement on the exams they took last spring, what would Governor McKee and the, the Education Commissioner do with the results? Would they wait until mid-November to release the scores? Would they try their very best to get the scores out before the election? Would they schedule celebrations before? Of course, the problem is they know the results are gonna be poor, just as they were in Massachusetts. And because McKee's facing a spirited challenge from Republican Ashley Kalis, McKee, uh, so we're second in line behind Massachusetts to get our test results. Massachusetts already released them. When reporters at Channel 12 fact-checked the statement, they said they already released the scores to Rhode Island. They don't want to get dragged into a political fight. The vendor brings in $100 million in revenue each year. And so you know this whole business of Governor McKee trying to trying to hide it's there's no other he's he's disingenuous and slippery. No one believes that. Kayla has been calling attention. She's doing any candidate would do, knowing what we know now. Helena folks may have won the Democrat primary if she started discussing. The results before the September 13th primary. And that is exactly right. But no one believes him on this. And his whole thing of I'm the education governor. No, like what are you talking about? I don't know if Ashley Kalis, you know, she's got, let's, as I said, let's look at the calendar. I mean, early voting starts tomorrow. Next Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, October 18th next Tuesday is November 25th uh, October 25th stay with me in two weeks it's November first in three weeks it's election day can she gain ground she can she could definitely try to gain ground but right now McKee is trying to be in the bunker what Ashley Kayla came- he's not doing any debates the next debate is not until the third the Thursday before the election. Could there be a wave? Could there be a protest vote? I will tell you that people like that Ashley Kalis is sticking it to McKee. People like that Ashley Kalis could end up being the protest vote. If you are tired of the corruption, and they're so blatant about it. If you're tired of the lies and the insider insider deals. If you wanna, voting for Ashley Kalis would be the biggest blank you to Dan McKee. Dan McKee is in with all of them. Now, I'll also say this. Why would Infante Green go along with this? Well, with the education system this poorly, and the scores this poorly, I, it, from what I am told, I'm willing to bet McKee has said to her, hey, listen, if you go along with this, and let me throw you under the bus, and keep up this charade that you know, we haven't been able to put out the scores for whatever stupid reason they've come up with. If you do that, I'll give you a new contract and I'll pay you whatever you want. Another deal he's cutting in order to encourage someone to to lie for him and let him throw her under the bus. How about yesterday? Governor McKee said if she needed help, she should have told me. <clears throat> so if you're Infante Green, she's like, well, the new woman coming in, Kalis. There is no guarantee that I stay on. As a matter of fact, she may get rid of me. So, you know, I don't like it. And McKee's going to throw me under the bus. And we got to lie. And we got to pretend that we don't have the scores. But at least it's job security. Another deal he's going to cut that you got to pay for. The fact that he is on Twitter, a sitting governor, three weeks out, you know, I also want to be very clear, folks, I'm not going to um you know, the media, the media are going to do, everyone's going to report on what they want. So the fact that they are kind of giving a pass on that, um, I, I find it interesting, but I'm not going to, you know, that's up to them. Everyone needs to report on, on what they, they feel comfortable, you know, reporting on. And in, in what stories and so forth. So I'm not going to jump in on this whole thing of like, why aren't they blah, blah, blah. Um, but as I said, so Governor McKee has a tweet out today. Three weeks left to go. Our volunteers are hard at work. Volunteering with our team is easy, fun, makes a big impact. Sign up to volunteer. They need volunteers. I'll tell you why. Because if you take out the union people that are basically paid and told to go and help out. He doesn't have a lot of volunteers. The people that are with Helena, folks, they're not with him. The people that are with Nelly Gorbea, they're not with Governor McKee. They're not with Governor McKee. The the, uh, the people that were with that Matt Brown, they're not with McKee. He, he, like I said, he got beat. He got beat on primary day. For sitting governor, this this close to the election, still trying to get people to sign up and volunteer, and then we learned who volunteered: Pork Boy. Pork Boy is now a campaign worker for the McKee campaign. It's not your imagination. No, that's never. We've never seen that in Rhode Island. That totally crosses over. And as I've, um, as I've said, it it goes. Beyond just you know, well, I you can check dePietro dot com. I I know that McKee and Pork Boy they think, well, that's up to Ashley Kalis to say that she wants equal time. So bring her on. Well, it it actually what this really is is, and I I have this on dePietro dot com. I believe this fits on in more that Governor McKee is not reporting a gift in kind. Now, it's up to the Republican Party or the Kalis campaign to go after him on it. They think, well, we don't want to alienate the radio station and draw attention to it. But an in-kind contribution, now, York is a campaign worker for Governor McKee. An in-kind contribution is a non-monetary contribution goods or services offered free or less than usual charge, resulting in an in-kind contribution. So when a person or entity pays for services on their behalf, payment in-kind contribution, expenditure, consultation, cooperation, request is considered an in-kind contribution to the candidate. The value of the in-kind contribution, normal, usual charge, counts again against the contribution limit as a gift of money does. Additionally, like any other contribution, in-kind contributions count against the limit for the next election cycle. So if you had a campaign worker, I don't know, Ashley Kalis has a bus. I don't think Governor McKee has. But let's just say you have a campaign worker who's working in the McKee campaign. This is what it was explained to me. Who says, everybody bring your cars over here, they own a gas station, I'm going to give you free gas. Well, that actually has to be reported, because that is a, a an in-kind contribution. If, as I've said, someone that owns a restaurant, I'm going to throw your fundraiser, don't worry about it, food and drinks, they're on me. Well, actually, the campaign has to report that. So Pork Boy, who's a campaign worker, is saying, I'll be your on your surrogate don't I'm gonna you know all the talking points I'll defend I'll do work in the campaign and then I'm gonna be doing work he's actually no longer working for channel twelve for that that matter or the valley breeze or w p r o he's now working for the governor and you tell me who's you know who's more the boss the governor of the state or a broadcast, a, a media outlet. I would, I would argue the governor of the state takes precedent over that. So the onus is actually on McKee to report an in-kind contribution that he's getting here. One of his campaign workers, a campaign worker is on the air, acting as a surrogate for him on a daily basis. And I fully you know, get the fact that Ashley Kalis, you know, she's never run for office before. I'll admit it's an unusual situation. And these guys, again, they think they're so slick. And they certainly, Porkboy and McKee, they think they are the kings of Cumberland. They think, and what we'll do to throw them off is we'll talk about Woonsocket a little bit. See, I'm not talking about it. Is, uh, it is my understanding, Nellie Gorbea. Never appeared with pork boy, why would you? You're gonna get hammered. He's working for the campaign. He's literally working for the campaign. Why would Helena folks go, what, and get her head handed to her? He's literally working for the campaign. Doesn't matter that he's being paid. Now, there's a big difference. Sean Hannity had a very close relationship with President Trump. There's a big difference of picking his brain, let's have you on the show. Hannity was never listed as a campaign worker. For the president. This is new territory. Folks, it's twelve fifty-nine. I will be doing Facebook Live later. We have another full hour to go. I have a lot more sound to go to. Uh, th- the Democrat Party is in trouble. Rhode Island has a chance to catch the red wave. I'm gonna tell you how. It's all coming up next hour. You can listen AM thirteen eighty or ninety-nine point nine FM. You can listen at the website, dpetro.com. What we're gonna do is we're gonna break for the one o'clock news and then as i said the power hour is next another full hour to go leave it right here on the john DePietro show